forever. Dog. I hate that I'm about to ask this. What's that? Just that I heard that they teach little boys to pee by like putting Cheerios in the toilet and say like aim at the Cheerios. Oh, I've never heard that before. Oh, okay. Maybe that's just a rumor that is from my hometown. I got to just say, yeah, Julie, that surely is a dream. <laughs> what a dream. What a wild, wild, wild dream life I have. I smell Cheerios and toilets. Yeah. rite of passage and I was like this is the most disgusting conversation I don't remember who told me it was just like the idea that like that's how my dad taught me how to aim and I'm just like oh my god can't you figure that it out it sounds like an that? outlier that sounds like a weird outlier who thinks that they think? were, thinks that what was going on in their house was going on oh, in everybody's okay. house really yeah that's what that one sounds like I've never heard that until today okay good because I'm 71 years old and I've never heard that the way he today. told the way he told me that, I remember mm. thinking, um, ew. And also, like, you're acting like it's the most wholesome rite of passage mm-hmm. sort of bonding experience you had with your dad. And that it was like like, like fishing or something that everyone does yeah. with the dad that loves them. No, taking a whiz on some Cheerios floating in the turlet is not uh, wholesome. <laughs> a good time. Those are not good times. <laughs> I remember when I got my period, my mother gave me a Nutrigrain bar and she was like, put this in your underwear. Yeah. Well, that was, yeah, you had to aim your period at it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now, Julie, aim your period at this. I had the- at this. At this. Whoa. What was the bar? What's the bar that's like a lady uh, snack bar? Oh, Luna? Luna, Luna bars? Yes. You get a Luna bar. Yeah, I don't I'm, think they're branding themselves as nutrition for women anymore. I think they're yeah. um, acknowledging that they're missing out on a lot of money. I can't tell you how frustrating it was to never be allowed to buy one of those things. I'd go to the yeah, place, I'd say, I'll you... get this for my, for my, uh, I'd say, my chick is in the car. She wants no. a, one of these. And they'd be like, uh, the let's go out to your book. car and see. And I'd be like, where'd she go? Where'd she go? Where are right. you, honey? Right. And, and then you'd like clunk them on the head while they were looking into the. Yeah. Then I can't, then I got to go to a different 7 Eleven. So then I would go and I would dress up like a lady and I'd go right, and go, like, Ooh, where are the Luna bars? And he'd be like, You're, you're caught. A real woman would know where they were. Yeah. But then one, yeah, one youthful employee would show me where they are. And then he accidentally stepped on my uh, dress and it tore <laughs> off and he realized I was a guy. There was that other time when an even uh, an even hornier youthful employee, mm-hmm. if I remember, like tried to put his hand on your butt. Yeah. And I was just like, ooh. And then I uh, smashed my like face a- into a cake and went, hello. <laughs> 
That cake was awfully convenient. Now, that was the most frosted cake in cake history, first of all. For, for Mr. Doubtfire, I have to say, if I had a cake that frosted, I don't know if I would keep it in the fridge, first of all. I'd scrape some, some of that frosting of off, like, first of all, starters. How, what? What's going to happen when you start cutting that cake up? It's going to go, I'm going to the frosting. It's going to be like the most difficult cake to cut. All that frosting is like a, an, an, an impediment to the knife. Right. So you're saying it was overly frosted. Yeah. Tony the it Tiger was, wouldn't want that. It, it was Tony the Tiger would say that's too much frosted. Oh, he'd be like, mm, not so great. Yeah. What if there was no cake underneath? It was just like one of those pies that clowns use to to put shit on their face. And you're like, mm -hmm. there's no pie. That's just a tin with whipped cream in it. That is one of the things that confused me as a child, Julie. You're hitting really? on, you're hitting on one of the earliest things that bothered me as a child. Would be just yes. like it's supposed to be a pie fight. Those aren't pies. Those are just pie oh. tins with whipped cream on them if it was a pie fight there'd be a freaking apple pie underneath that whipped cream and it would be landing with some heft in somebody's face there'd yeah. be crust and goo and fruit all over the place where's the crust where's the crust said a young tom sharpling yes and and i was thinking of this recently that the 80s were full of questions like where's the beef mm -hmm. how am i doing yeah can what's we up? talk? What's up? Well, no, that was the 90s. Um, the was up frogs. Mr. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall? Yeah. Yeah. Did I do that? That's 90s. And he was always wondering if he did that. You know what? Stop doing it. Stop, do, stop doing stuff. And then we want, you wanted to ask, did I do that? Yeah, but the day Urkel stops doing stuff is the day Urkel dies a yeah. death. But I did like that movie a lot, though. What's that? Memento. <laughs> did I do that? And he looks at his tattoo. Oh, no. More cheese, please. <laughs> oh, that's the... Oh, no, wait. Never mind. I already said it was the 90s. Because he would also say, got any cheese. That was his, was his other, other catchphrase. Yeah. This is how I'm doing the show now. I know it's maybe not the most... What do you have? A blanket on your lap? Oh, it's just a shirt. You know when you get, like, pants. to be a certain age and they make you wear a blanket on your lap? Yeah. Last time I, last time they made me wear a blanket was after I got rescued from that action sequence. And then the EMTs came and they wrapped me in a blanket as so I sat on the back of the... what action sequence was that again? Oh, it was a giant hostage situation. Which one were you, the hostage or the hero? They don't know. Well, the trick question is if you're a rescued hostage, you're a hero. That is true. But I am kind of like Mr. Trump in the regard that I like the ones that don't get captured. Right. That's fun. That was one of the most amazing moments. Like that should have been the end of his career yeah. at that point. Like that was the that was the one that But that, that was a joke. That was him like that was him doing his stand up. But he was doing it at the expense of every prisoner of war that he, I like the ones that don't get captured. <laughs> it's like, there's no reason to say that.
We still got my vote. I can't sleep with anything besides a trauma blanket. Everything else is too soft. Ever since I was rescued mm-hmm. from that well, mm-hmm. um, and they draped a trauma blanket over my shoulders, I yeah. haven't been able to find um, anything with that kind of like heft, um, yeah, scratch scratch count. Yeah, that well thing was traumatic for you. Now, how did that come about again? How'd you end well! up in the well? <laughs> yes, well, okay. I know it was a well. Go on. We're listening. Well. Yeah, it was a well. I know what you said. It was a well. What happened? Well, well, well. There were three wells now? (laughs) How many freaking wells did you fall into? Well, here we are, is what I said when I saw the well. Mm-hmm. What if you fell into and the that, well and then down there was Marianne from um, Gilligan's Island, Dawn Wells? Dawn Wells? And I'd be like, Wells! Mm-hmm. Wells, Wells, Wells. There were three of her. Oh, Tom and Julie, I'm so sorry to interrupt. What? Um, I know. Hey. I, hey. I'm sorry. We're in he the middle of a sorry. show right here. You're so, he it's said so, you're he was so funny. Sorry. And what you're doing is so funny, and I hate to interrupt. And I'm this really better be sorry. good. Better be good. I think I think you're gonna like this. Uh, we just had a special guest join the Zoom. Okay, well, um, I'm gonna tell you right now. Yes. If you come in here with a special guest and mm-hmm. this doesn't deliver, mm-hmm. you're you're in trouble, Mister. Yeah, you be that we either be the stork or GTF. Oh, yeah! Deliver. Yeah, I think I think you're gonna be happy with this. This is a, this is a past guest. A past guest has been on the show before, friend of the show. Uh, and I remember, I, I'm, I hope I'm thinking of the right person. I remember Tom, you saying this is one of your favorite guests, if not your favorite guest that's ever been on Double Thread. Bob the Drag Queen. We've got Jackie Hoffman. Jackie Hoffman. Jackie Hoffman. Oh my God, Jackie Hoffman is my favorite guest uh, in the history of the show. I knew it. So stay tuned, everyone. When we get back from the break, we're going to be joined by the one and only Jackie Hoffman. Hey everybody, Tim Heidecker here with huge news. Office Hours Live recorded another episode live. It was one of our great ones with the great Rory Scovel, who's got a new special out on MAX. Oh, yeah. And the Trinity's here, DJ Doug Pound. Yes, hello. And Victor Berger IV. Hi, hi, hi. Can't wait for the fifth. We enjoy the heck out of doing the show, and so will you. If you find us on the podcast app of your choice, now. Hi. You look so gorgeous for someone who's just on call. What are you yeah, doing? No, You're just sitting in your room? I'm sitting in my room. I walked outside. I sat in a park. Mm-hmm. I did swam at their little pool. I took a walk. Oh, I went to the, if you follow me, which I'm sure you don't, I went to the Poop Cafe, which is a duty-themed coffee place. Okay, let's start from the beginning, Jackie. Mm-hmm. Tell... Tom, where you are. Where am I? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I am Toronto with our neighbors to the north. Oh, what a magnificent city. What a magnificent city. It's it's like New York if you remove the bottom 10 and top 30%. <laughs> it's just kind of the middle. Like in the East 50s. Yeah. Yeah. And you are in Toronto being a working actress. Am I correct? And that's a stretch, but if playing an old Jew is being a working actress, then I guess, yeah. Um, are you enjoying? No. You've been in like, okay, yeah. No. <laughs> you, you, were in, you were in Vancouver for a minute, and now you're in Toronto. Not a minute. Not a minute. I was in Vancouver for seven months. Oh, oh my, my goodness. There ought to be some sort of a union claws at this point <laughs> don't you think yeah the clause should be like if you're in a town there should be something to do this mm -hmm. this city seems like it has a little more life mm -hmm. well the, the thing is with toronto they're convinced that they are the new york of canada but they don't Ooh. realize they are the wisconsin of canada <laughs> jackie i joined the y yeah, you have to if you want access to a pool. I've been doing laps. Good. This fucking place. Mm -hmm. Every time I go to the pool, I'm like, why is there a fucking kid in it getting a lesson? And this hotel, how unethical is this? The hotel lets fucking children get lessons here, and they're not even guests at the hotel. So they what? use it as a child lesson pool. So paying guests at the hotel don't have room in the pool, which is tiny anyway, because there's like a fucking kid getting a swimming lesson. Yeah, that shut that. That's that's a disgrace. Yeah, it's 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 unethical. They're probably paying. They're probably slipping some cash to the. Uh, yeah, to mm -hmm. the concierge. Someone's getting a stuff. God, your place looks so fun and happy, Julie. It's like Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah, mm -hmm. and yet the inside of my head is like an H.R. Giger uh, painting. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both. That's why I'm always with the booze and the weed and the food, because the inside of my head is excruciating. Yeah, it's the worst place. The weather is bad. I would like to propose an overall uh, concept and this might seem a little harsh for those with children. No one under the age of 18 should ever be allowed in any hot tub ever under any circumstance. There's no reason a child, no, I want to go where the water's hot. It's like adults are the ones in pain that need hot tubs. You don't need a kid going, oh, it's fun to go in this one. Then the other one's cool and this one's hot. And I go back in the, it's like, no. I hate when you see a hot tub filled with kids. Also, like, kids shouldn't be allowed to turn everything into a toilet. Yeah. <laughs> because... Unless they're at the poop cafe, where everything is a toilet. All right. I'm about to ask... I'm about to regret what I'm about to do, but I'm going to ask you about the poop cafe. I took a, film, uh, took a little thing for the Insta. I have pictures and everything. But go ahead. Please ask. I mean, I guess the bigger, I guess the question is like, so is your husband not up there? Is that, is that the idea? He is not, he is not here and today's our anniversary. Oh, oh, happy, happy anniversary. anniversary. Thank you. 
So you've been resorting to other activities. Yes, to kill okay. time. But I heard about the poop cafe and I said, I have to check it out. You know, it's mm-hmm. you sit on toilets with lids down. The chairs are toilets. The coffee cup is a little toilet bowl. And they have the poop emoji mm-hmm. all over the place. Sure. They give you a, a waffle with a poop cookie on it. Mm-hmm. You know. Now, the owner is an eight-year-old. <laughs> I don't like, know. It's like an eight-year-old's <laughs> fantasy. For someone who hates children, you put yourself in the crosshairs of like, this is where every child would mm-hmm. gravitate. It's, it's almost like you hate children. You're at the poop cafe. I'm like, is has Jackie entered the Grimm's fairy tale witch phase of her <laughs> life where she's luring right. them? Mm-hmm. One step away from going to Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> now, you know, they won't let you in a Chuck E. Cheese without a child. Which is very yeah. hard for me because I their pizza is amazing. I've heard really? no, no, I've never, I've never been to. Uh, I heard food. I got excited. Really, their pizza's good. It probably sucks. <laughs> it's probably better than terrible. Toronto pizza. Tom that's, will tell you a thing or two about that. Bad pizza up there, Jackie. Bad pizza. I went to this place, Pizza Pizza, which is their version of one of the chains. It's they call it pizza. It's like one of the, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. But Vancouver then, had really shitty pizza too, and they have like every fifty feet was another fucking pizza place. Yeah, and they just all think it's like New York style pizza. And then you go yeah. in. I, I ordered a pizza, and it it uh, I was looking. I was like, oh, I guess I get the one. With, I guess I'll do sun dried tomatoes on the slice, and it tasted like anchovies. Literally tasted like yeah, fish. Very. They love the salt. You must. Yeah. You must be really hurting for a guest. Did Anne Harada bail? What happened? <laughs> no. Are you kidding? This yeah, is we've been, You Somebody are my bailed. Julie. Tell Jackie who. She's not going to believe me. Who is Tom's favorite guest in the history of Double Threat? Oh, this I told you. You know that, Jackie. I told this to you. Yes, I be- that I believe. Who's the one of the only guests I get starstruck when I'm actually sharing the show with? You are his favorite guest. Absolutely. A. B. We were talking about what are we going to do, and mm-hmm. should we look for a guest? Mm-hmm. And what did I say? Brett and Tom say it at the same time. So Jackie, please ask Jackie. Jackie's doing nothing. That's what you. No, said. I didn't. Oh, would you shut up? I said no. She's working, but let me see if I could see if I could get her. If she could amazing. just jump no, on. Amazing. No, yeah. you've been working so much. What what have you been up to? So what were you in Vancouver for, Jackie? Uh, uh it's a it's a TV series of Greece and it's a prequel. A prequel, so it's, it's in the forties. Rise of Pink Ladies. Oh, that's right. Yes. So Yes. And because when you see Frenchie and Rizzo, mm-hmm. uh you're you're thinking, what's their backstory? Sure. Well, I was gonna say, based on the based on Greece, I was gonna say you actually might be a little young to have been one of the pink ladies in the original Grease because they were all in their like mid seventies, like when the one guy had a hip operation. Yeah. When Rizzo was pregnant, I was like, "Really?" <laughs> yeah, it was like this is high school in the fifties. It was like IVF. Oh. Yeah, who's your IVF doctor? Is he a miracle maker? <laughs> the one guy has sciatica. He's got a. He's wearing a heating pad half the time <laughs> on the bleachers. They, grease, <laughs> grease, lightning. It was. It was greased with Ben Gay. <laughs> that, now, so you're in the you're in the Pink Ladies prequel for Grease, and that'll be that's a streaming thing, I guess. Right? Is that a movie or a series? It's supposed to be. 
Well, that's exciting. It's Are you playing the it was the principal? Yes, I'm Eve Arden in the movie. Oh, that's Fabulous. Amazing. Oh my god, Fabulous. that's so cool. That's divine. Yeah, I mean, and like I texted you weeks ago, so you know, seven months for sixteen minutes of camera time, and that's and that's the Jackie Hoffman experience. But mm-hmm. we're, but we have gratitude today. <laughs> okay, girl. Okay, girl. Uh-huh. Well, happy anniversary. Yes. Thank you. I live like two blocks away. Do you want me to go fuck him? <laughs> oh, <laughs> but he should. He deserves some wet. Uh, Pussy, the poor bastard. (laughs) (laughs) Not only my permission, but my blessing. Okay, okay. Thank you. I'll do do a brocha first. Mm -hmm. A blessing on your snatch. Mazel tov, mazel tov. So the rest of 2022 for you, Jackie, you're going to get out of Toronto soonish. You can't say what you're up to up there. You're doing a super secret project. I don't know. Usually every project says they're super secret, but this one di- didn't. So I'll tell you, it's a it's an Adam Sandler movie, and his daughter is the star. His wife is it. Both his daughters are in it. Can I the amount of paychecks again are going to come to that household? Mm-hmm. Yeah, is that like the writer, one? producer, director? Is he's sa- in it. Sarah Sherman is in that. Mishpucha. Is Sarah Squirm in that also? Do you know I her? Don't know who that is. Sarah Sherman. She's uh, on Saturday Night Live. I think she plays one of oh, his kids. Oh, excuse me. I don't know who anybody cool is. Oh no, I don't well, know who anybody is. You know Julie Klausner, so you know one cool I person. I do. The coolest. Yeah. I love that you're in an Adam Sandler movie. That's so cool. That's going to be so much fun. I hope you have a good time in it, and I'm Thank sure you're going to you. be a total scene stealer as soon as. I don't think so. I don't. Oh well, come on! As soon as you show up, they're going to have you in every Adam Sandler movie. Like, doesn't he just use the same once he finds someone funny? That's, what I hear. That's why I agreed to do it, because yeah. I figure investment in my old age. My scene partners are 84 and or 85 and 94, and they complain a lot fucking less than I do. <laughs> I mean, And they're healthier, actually. I would say you're going to look amazing if you're surrounded by the... Yes. Yes, <laughs> Yeah. Now I'm the babe. I'm the ingenue. Yeah, exactly. And also I'm working with Beth Hall, who's absolutely adorable. She was in Mad Men. She was Roger uh, Whitehaired Dude's secretary, and she was in Mom. She's just a love. I think she's around my age, probably a little younger. So you made a new friend. I made a new friend. I did make a new friend. I made That's... three new friends. Who are the other two? Your, your scene partners? They'll be dead momentarily. The scene, part- the scene partners. Yeah. I don't know. I may beat them. Mm-hmm. Breaking news, Jackie. Uh, we actually just got word that uh, uh, one of the two scene partners just uh, passed away. Will be, uh... <laughs> you mean there's a part for me? <laughs> Here I go. <laughs> Get my passport ready. <laughs> and the other one's not feeling well. <laughs> so this is so exciting you're one of our favorite guests and one of our favorite people you're, jo- you're tom's favorite guest that's Seriously. just the way it is and thank you well, so this much gave, for this, dropping this in a lift and a, and a purpose to my day yes not not your anniversary huh no well 
I'm, I'm alone in a in a room and oh I, come, come face FaceTime him. What? Show him your come on, hey. fa- FaceTime him. Show him your tits. Oh, I fa- you know, we did we did that. We I, I, I FaceTimed him from Vancouver and I and I go, this is the stage of where our marriage is. Yes. I go, Should I show you my pussy or something now? <laughs> and he goes, nah. <laughs> Nah. Yeah. Nah. Oh man. Well. Yeah, it's stupid. I would feel so fucking stupid doing that anyway. Well, it's hard enough for me to find a good angle on Zoom for my face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you have a ring light. Don't <laughs> waste it. All right, my friend. I'll see you when you get back yeah. into town. We'll we'll go to the uh We'll do something in the neighborhood together. Yes. Does the wife have a guest pass? Oh, yeah. You're going to love being a guest. They really <laughs> roll out the red carpet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. What a thrill. Jackie, I, we know you're do, taking Thanks, the time guys. out for this. And it's so meaningful to us. Love, love you, Jackie. You guys. Thanks for asking. Call anytime. I'll be here. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you. Who's my favorite guest? The whole show, and she just upped the, she just upped the ante on every other guest in such a short amount of time. I love how much you love her. Obviously, I love her too, but yeah. it's like, oh no, I'm actually honestly, <laughs> I'm honestly starstruck when she comes on because she to me is just the embodiment of what it's like to be a great professional. Mm-hmm. And see, in all seriousness, she's just like she works. She mm-hmm. figures her things out. She does TV. She does movies. She does stage stuff. She goes Broadway. where Broadway, the, baby. she goes where the she goes where the where the art takes her is where she goes. And some things yeah. are for money, and some things are for are for love. And it's just uh, yeah, I'm well, just she's truly also one of admirer of hers. One of those people that could exist and thrive in I think any era which is an incredible credit to her like that is huge see her making a living in the 60s I mean you are 100% she she is somebody who there's just a timelessness to her being and persona that Mm -hmm. just plays anywhere anytime love it and I couldn't Julie I could hear through the wall I could hear (laughs) Brett laughing Yeah, yeah, I muted myself because I didn't want to be uh, cackling in in your headphones the entire no. time. Uh, yeah, Jackie's just she she's, she's so a, funny. What a joy every time she mm-hmm. comes on the show. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of of friends of the show, I I finally finally got a response to one of my emails. Uh, oh my god! Uh, so stay tuned after the break to find out who wrote back and what they said. It's Guestio. I heard oh, back from Guestio. Oh my god! Uh, you'll remember from last week, Guestio is the the podcast guest marketplace where guests can buy and sell podcast appearances. When do we start? That's all I want to know. When do we? Start? All right. Well, this is actually this is this is pretty cool. So I opened it up and I said, "All right, what are we doing? Are we in business? What's going on?" And I see this reply. Should I? 
Just read it. Yeah. Let's reread the message we sent just, yes, just for please. some context. Yeah. Okay. Because we wrote, we, there was an article about podcasting, uh, how, how certain podcasters uh, are getting uh, pay. They're paying to go on high profile shows, certain guests. Shows are getting and paid and laid, and we are, uh, we, and we're just sitting here in the shade. And we want that money. We want to get in the game. We want to. We want to be part of this. You know, there's money flying around. Oh, you thought you were going to get some of that money too, Brett? Oh, oh, Julie, that's the cutest thing I ever heard. We were going to give him a taste. Well, that's what I thought. A taste doesn't a taste mean a percentage of the money? Yeah, yeah, but you're getting a little too excited. We didn't tell you what that percentage was. What are we talking? What are we talking? Ten? Fifteen? Ten what? Twenty. Ten what? Dollars? He's talking. Don't he's pro- percent it. Oh, come on. Look, we'll take care of you. I don't like the sound of that. You'll we'll take it. care of you. We'll tickle your little feet. Yeah, we'll take care. What do you want to eat? We'll just yeah, do, how we'll many do, taco we'll, gorditos? We'll, we'll do it the old uh, DC Comics way where they're like, I created Superman. Hey, you want a car? Yeah, that'll. Oh, okay. I'll shut up for 15 years. They gave me a new Cadillac. <laughs> like, this is Cadillac $6,500 they gave me. People are just like, you realize Superman is making hundreds of millions of dollars right now, and you let them just buy you a car. I just saw the movie about the claymation studio that did the California Raisins mm-hmm. and all the claymation from the 80s, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he didn't have any of the franchise rights. But I guess okay. that's par for the course if you're if you have an advertiser that's a client, right? Like the odd like they just own it. Or is that not necessarily the case? Oh, no, I don't know. All I could think of, Julie, honestly, if I'm going to give you a true look into my head, as soon as you said claymation, all I could think of was claymation Aiken. Okay. Like literally for 30 seconds, my brain was like, clay Aiken, claymation Aiken, mation Aiken. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, and I'm just like. Hey, she just talked a bunch, and I didn't hear any of it. it does, I brain, wasn't. She, my, he did that, and he did the Noid. And my brain went down a dumb road. It's fine. While my co-host was was oh, I was I was saying such interesting, question. fascinating things about the Noid and avoiding him. We got to avoid the Noid, though. All kidding aside. So you, Brett, is you'll get you'll get fifteen percent. No, well, yes. Tom. No, you didn't. You of, didn't even discuss this with me. I was distracted of, by thinking about the Noid. Of yes, five percent. Ah, damn it. Down, down, down. He gets fifteen percent of five percent. Just quickly, the math. On yeah, that. you don't want to do the. You don't want to do the math on that one. It ain't gonna break oh, your way, boy. Brett, I know that's, you're that's mad at me, 1%. but fix my video shot, please. That's the real Breaking Bad. Oh, um, sorry, Julie. <sighs> breaking Brett, you just broke Brett. Yeah. Did you see the big spoiler I dropped online about uh, Better Call Saul? About Better Call Saul. What? That he becomes Walter White's lawyer. <laughs> How'd that tweet do for you? <laughs> Did you get any hate in your mentions? Um. Now I'm having a good week, gently teasing the. Uh, better, oh, how's the, that going? Better Call Saul Great. fans. Yeah. Yeah, Vince Gilligan has a song called "Hate." 
hate in your mentions and <laughs> cows funny. are in the field and I come from Texas. Did you have any idea? I got a goatee and I like to be from Texas and I got a big drawl and I like to say, well, whenever someone asks me a question about these characters, I like to say, well, it's going to be a funny thing. You're going to have to wait and see. No, that ain't what it is. Vince Gilligan may as well be Walter Brennan. Yeah. When I see him be folksy. Yeah, when he's like, uh, somebody's like, I, I, I think that actually uh, Walter White died in the car. No, that's not what happened. Walter White didn't die in the car. Well, maybe he did. You, well, you, can't, you never can tell. Well, I kind of wrote the show, and I'm telling you, nope. He's alive and well. That's exactly how I see Watching Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he does his gold prospecting yeah. dance. Actually, that guy goes to the fucking bank every time he goes to the bank. He does his gold prospector dance. Yeah. Do you want to read this guest? Guestio? Oh, yeah. So Guestio uh, got back to us. Let me, let me catch you up on what we wrote to them, first of all. Um and there's a lot of there's a lot going on here. I really don't I prefer not to do this a cappella. Is there a is there a backing track I could queue up to play under this? Yeah. Um what about I'm just thinking of like Walter Brennan and kind of like melancholy, like yeah. you know that song from Robin Hood, the nodding nodding hand. Oh, such a good song. How about that? Coming right up. Sad song, Roger Miller. Best uh, best Disney soundtrack of all time for my money. Every town has its ups and downs. Hello, Guestio. It's Julio and Tamio. Unfortunately, Coolio couldn't be here. Funny, right? Well, there's more where that came from, Jerkio. Because we are comedy podcasters look we didn't just fall off the turnip truck we are smartio and you guys are taking podcasting for a ride and we call shotgun pot us in coach we're ready to payola to playola and we will sign the contract in crayola as a hit podcast we're always looking for guests and what excites us about working with Guestio and your roster of losers, and you know they're losers, <laughs> is a word that starts with mon and ends with e. Oh, fuck that up. Is a word that starts with mon and ends with e. Money. Let us spell it out for you in case you're as dumb as the people you represent. We have no conflict, morally or otherwise. What other conflicts would there be? Schedule? Just kidding, yo. <laughs> Being paid by guests to be on our show. That's what we have no conflict about, which is great. So start paying, and we'll start potting. Balls in your cordio. So you got a reply from Guestio, Brett? (laughs) Yes. So we sent them that long message. You know, basically, we put it all on the line. Let's get into into business together, you know? Let's let's climb into that old business bed and have some uh, hanky-panky and see what happens, see what comes out of it. And they replied back. We remember that whole message I just sent them, and then this is the reply we got back. This is awesome. Glad to have you on the site, and we look forward to seeing how Guestio can help bring great guests your way. This is not a real person. No, that, that is that is a real person. It I'm, says Travis from Guestio. 
We're writing right to Travis. Like, we got to write to Travis right now. We got to write to Travis. I got a button did, here did, that says reply. I'll just click this please, button. Yeah. There better be. Yeah. This Travis character better not be lying about saying how excited he is. Yeah. So please re- don't. Reply. Reply in our messenger. Um, Dear Travis Pickle. Here it is. Glad Julie. To have you Julie. Here. here it is. Okay. What? I wish. I wish. We were on a game show where you write down what you're thinking on a card <laughs> because the card I would have written, I would turn it around and it would have said, Dear Travis Pickle on it. I yeah. swear I was going to say. I believe you. I know. I know. This I get is the, it. Listen. This is the road I was going to go down if I follow it, a beautiful mind style. And it's not a beautiful mind. It's an okay mind. Um, yeah. It was going to be Travis Bickle, we're in quite a pickle. Then I was going to say, then I was going to go into love guru stuff where I was like, pickle, tickle, mm-hmm. tickle, tickle, the pickle, like when he did that thing in the love guru. Oh, interesting. Okay. But I was thinking, dear Travis Pickle, and then I was going to say, and I call you Travis Pickle because I'm souring on your company. Oh, I like that a lot. That's That's the best version of this whole thing. But I will just emphasize that we have what um del close used to call group mind Mm -hmm. before he died in Mm -hmm. a i forget if it was a bunsen burner accident but um i think he like set up a rig for this car to machine gun a bunch of nazis yeah and what was like what happened to him again um well, it's funny, Julie. The end of Breaking Bad was kind of like this, but the end of Better Call Saul's <laughs> going to be something like that. I made up for all those lousy female characters, though, didn't I? With Kim? You ain't mad at me still, are you? On behalf of women. Wait, am I talking to Vince Gilligan right now? Well, shucks, who'd you think you're talking to? And this is an honor, Mr. Gilligan. I, 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 Honor's all mine. Well, that's so, that's so, that's some Southern hospitality. Uh, sarsaparilla? Sarsaparilla. Uh, I'm okay. I'm okay. I don't need any sarsaparilla, right? Were you offering? More for me. <laughs> more. Well, we'll be more for you, Mr. Gilligan. Mm-hmm. Well, congratulations on. Oh, ain't nothing. <laughs> Any um, any chance there'll be another show in the Breaking Bad world? Ask my pool. Can I speak to your pool? You bet. Well, Vince Gilligan's pool. This is such an honor. <laughs> we are now in. We are now in the firmly in the. The psychic break portion of this, the psychic break era of double thread, where it's a matter of who can slide further away from reality sooner. Well, I still think that that Travis Pickle mm-hmm. thing is. I don't think we started this show to do like Yuri Geller shit. No. Can can we say to him? Travis Pickle, 
souring on it. So what if we say, so what's the dill, man? All right, one second. Oh, that's fun. Like, and then he'll just be like, well, why are they making all these pickle references? <laughs> he'll be like, I'm just, he'll just, I don't think Travis is real. I think he's going to say I'm super excited. So Guestio is no go is what you're telling us. Oh, I don't know. I mean, we can give it one more swing here. Maybe just a quick little reply. Keep it short and sweet. I've got a, uh, let's see what I've got here. I've got a, uh, so what's the deal, man? No, no we Brett, with... you can't just go right to the no. thing. We, we haven't even called him Travis Pickle. Yeah. Okay, let me start over Because here. you know what you're doing? I And I say this with great respect for your passions as you're speaking Cockney, my friend. You're skipping a step, which is what they do. Well, you know, maybe I, maybe that is what st- you know. He's like, oh, I gotta. Ca- what, what's this? I gotta catch up to this. I'm behind. You know, it's uh, it's like you know, uh, no, I think start the first, scene late, leave it early, kind of a, a approach. I think our first message was confusing enough that we mm. could just be, you know, straightforward here. So, all right. Well, I'm in your hands. I'm just dictating. What do you? What do you? What should right. we say? Hi, Travis Pickle. <laughs> Should that be it? Uh-huh. That might be it. I like that. I think that's perfect. All right. There we go. Now we got a whole old chat going. So yeah, that's really- good because now he thinks that you're chat. Now he thinks that you think that you're chatting, and that will work well. And looks like they. I can see if he's seen it. Uh, so we'll keep an eye on this. See, see when somebody yeah. sees this message here. Let's watch a clip. You have any clips, Brett? Oh, I sure do. Uh, and and in honor of Jackie Hoffman being on the show today, I, I actually have a little theme uh, for the clips today. And that theme goes a little something like this. Old friends. Old friends. Old friends. Oh. I'm going to go old friends bookends. Old friends is the theme of today. We have Jackie stopping by. And as a, a matter of coincidence, uh, all these clips I chose for today that were sent in by listeners feature some old friends of Double Threat. And we're going to check in with them and see what's going on. Uh, starting with uh, our old friend Scott Adams, the uh, creator of mm. that classic uh, comic strip Dilbert, Gilbert. which we and all uh, newly single, right? Or is or has he found a new uh, a new a new teen a new teenage girl? <laughs> I, be- I believe he's still uh, single, still living that bachelor life. Uh, he did a. Uh, uh, break up with his with his uh, wife with his young wife and then she left uh, the house so I think he's up in that old and I don't want to I don't want to call her a teenager she could have been a you know he we're not he's not Dane Cook yeah and congratulations to Dane Cook seriously all all drama aside congratulations to Dane Cook you've been one of our favorite entertainers for years and we've yeah. just prayed that your personal life would bring you as much joy as your comedy brings us. And uh, fingers crossed that's the road you're going down. And fingers crossed and fingers in the shocker on the other uh, hand as well. (laughs) And um, speaking of shockers, (laughs) 
if I were ever to go into a room and see Mr. Cook and his lovely wife, I would mm-hmm. say, too yeah. many cooks, and I would leave. Yeah. Well, Scott Adams is hanging out in that, in that old Dilbert mansion by himself. He's tweeting a, uh, tweeting up a storm. He's doing his uh, coffee time with Scott every day. Uh, and so lately, I mean, we've missed a lot of uh, big Scott Adams tweets uh, that we mm-hmm. haven't covered. Uh, uh, there was that one, I'm sure you remember, where he said that he had a gun put in his face like five times or something like that. <laughs> yes. And then listed out a hundred other things. Uh, Maybe see if I can pull that one up uh, as well. But um, so he's he's been having a whole time on Twitter. So weird. <laughs> that was the night of a thousand watts. That text, that tweet thread was... And please remember, when you send us his tweets, you have to screenshot them because we're blocked. Yeah. Let me see if I'm blocked. Let me check. I'm there. I'm trying to find the gun in my face tweet. (laughs) It was such an insane story because he was trying to make a bigger point about, like, you know, boys or America or something. Mm-hmm. All right, I think I've got it. One sec, yeah, this is great. All right, we'll start with this one. Then I've got a new a new Twitter thing he's doing. But let's let's catch up. Let's really get caught up with old Scott. Uh, so this was back in uh, April of this year, and he started <laughs> off with this. <laughs> that's so, that's so strange. That is so. The phrasing of it is yeah. It says, number of times a real gun has been pointed at my head. Five. Okay. <laughs> and then he goes, he goes on to say, uh, number of, quote, fights I have, be- I have ever been in. Zero. I attacked two bullies in my teen years, but they surrendered without countering. Yeah, all right. Take it, take it, take it easy there, Batman. <laughs> you, like, <laughs> what, what are you... What are you, Mr. Justice here? Like, <laughs> look at those bullies down there. It's about time someone teaches them a lesson. I doubt they'll counter. You Over like being bullies, my huh? car stereo has been stolen. Four. Four. Number of times my home or garage have been burgled. Five. Number of times... I've been assaulted at knife point two. Two. Well, here's a great one. <laughs> this next one. Yeah. Imagine having this much money that you can't give an exact number on the amount of times for this next one. Number of times. I'm sorry, I can't read the number of times someone written. number of times someone stole more than fifty thousand dollars from me. Five to seven times. He's not exactly sure. Do you think he's full of shit? No, I just think I think he's 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 a dumb guy who who somehow got handed uh this who hit the lottery for a terrible yeah. cartoon that right. somehow captured uh the fancy of America, God knows why. Mm-hmm. It's ne- it was never been funny once. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's one of, it's, it's a, it's, it's just, again, ugly. it's bleak. It's, it's so ugly and bleak. It's ugly. It's yeah. uniquely ugly. Yeah, he sucks. But he's, he doesn't know what to do with his life and all this money and these uh, number of, 
major auto accidents I've been in. Three, <laughs> homes in my neighborhood that have been targeted by smash and steal gangs in the past year. Two, number of incurable health issues I cured in myself. Three, number of full vacation. Yeah, number of full days of vacation, no work, I've taken the past 33 years, five or so. Well, that's on you, stupid. How long does it take to draw one of those panels? He acts like there's no choice. He acts like he had no choice in the matter of ever getting a vacation day. Right. That's on you. That's your choice. No, don't make don't, don't play the martyr card like, you. oh, I only get five vacation days. Well, that's on you, dun- you mm-hmm. fucking dunce. Yeah. Right, that's his choice also. It's not oh, like so, someone chooses yeah. to... What, why does this guy... This guy really winds me up for some reason. I don't know Numbers why... people it, I've cured of their various health problems via public <laughs> advice. Thousands. Yeah, I should, we should take him to court on that. We should, just have him, we should have him convicted of practicing medicine without a license. <laughs> right? He'll get sent, sentenced to... Number of years I got sentenced... After double threat uh, took me to court <laughs> for practicing medicine without a license, sixty. I mean, it would be cool to sue Scott Adams. Let's sue him. Should we? Let's uh, let's full on oh, sue him. I have an idea. Is there a lawyer listening who will work with us pro bono? Yeah. Or say it. I know where you're going. Say it. I, Julie, I know the joke already. We're sharing a brain. I know the joke. We'll, say, we'll both say it at the, the count say, of three. Okay. okay one, one, two, two three. three. Or Pro if you, Sonny or if you, Bono. So I was going to say Bono with you two. I was going to say if you don't like you two, because oh, okay. I was going for the mispronunciation of Bono. As like, if you're pro Bono, that means you you're, you like right. you too. Um, but you're going for pro oh, Sunny Bono. <clears throat> yeah, we should just sue him. Brett. Yeah, can you, can you meet with some lawyers? Yeah, this absolutely. Week? Let me let me take some meetings and see who I can get to represent us. I want. If there what, is a lawyer work who will do it for free, then yes, what, yeah. that's where they get you. Well, I mean, can they have a cut of the uh, of the settlement? Can uh, I can I dangle that? Yeah, of course. We, okay, great. We're not going to get. Any money? Oh, we, we're just yes, we are. going to bother get, him. No, we're going to get his I mansion. Think we'll get, I think we'll get something. I want this. him. To, I want his mansion. Oh, that would be so cool to ch- to like make that mansion like double threat headquarters. Yeah, double threat HQ. Oh, that would be so sick. Well, Julie, and we already know where everything is because he gave us a freaking tour of the place. Yeah, it's got six microwaves. Imagine what we could do with six microwaves. Yeah. What should we do with that? Um, Oh yeah, we could have a popcorn contest. Yeah, we, we could have a pom- a popcorn making contest. Who makes the best popcorn in the or house? It's just like who's <laughs> whose popcorn pops first? Yeah, who might as well be like an ice cube making contest? <laughs> <laughs> it's about as much creative control you have over microwave popcorn. I think it's a fun idea. And the winner. There's three. There's three of us, right? Each yeah. of us get two microwaves. Yeah. So both of us can have our fingers over the start yeah. button. It'll be like, on yeah. your mark, get set, go, and we all hit the <laughs> buttons at the same time. And then the first person you yeah. hear a pop from wins. I think that's great. It'll be like one of those boardwalk games with the clown and the balloon and the water gun. <laughs> you gotta get yeah. the balloon to pop. Um, 
Look, I think that I look forward to later this year when Julie, when you and Brett go to go back to uh, Taron Killam and do the chili cook-off oh, contest. Can't wait. Maybe you can. <laughs> Oh, wait, what is it in the city called? Oh, please, Terlingua. Please, I thought it was please, Taron Killiam. Please, Tarum, don't kill him. Yeah. Um, if you go there, and I, I want to go to the ice ice cube making uh, competition. <laughs> and the winner of this ice cube uh, competition, let's go, Vince Brandon. Vince Gilligan! Vince Gilligan, you Vince won. Vince Gilligan, what are you doing here? Well, you're the Vince. You've, the, you, you've got a lock on Vince Gilligan. <laughs> For the live shows, we should just have conversations with Vince Gilligan in conversation with, with, yeah, just like rotating people they're all talking to. Their their after show is called Talking Saul, mm-hmm. which is not mm-hmm. a pun. No, it's not. I would Great call it Saul Salty Conversation, <laughs> right? Or that's not Saul. Or yeah, that's not Saul. That's exactly it. That's not Saul, folks. Or yeah. And then they get Porky Pig to host it. You won't believe this. this is a complete. Uh, what a wonderful coincidence here. That episode that Tom and Julie are talking about, that old Dilbert episode where we looked at Scott Adams' house tour. Somebody just tweeted about it, and so I retweeted it on the Double Threat uh, Twitter. So if you want to go back and revisit that old classic episode called "Oh No, I've Seen Dilbert's Toilet." Uh, just uh, go to follow us on Twitter. It's up near the top of the uh, feed. You got some links there. You can go listen to that old episode where we look at Scott Adams' house so, tour and all his microwaves. So what is the Scott Adams clip this week? You said he has something so, called yeah, Coffee so with something, Scott. Yes, yeah, so uh, he's been tweeting about all the times he's uh, had a gun in his head. He's been tweeting about this and that. <laughs> and this week he's been, guess what he's obsessed with this week? That old Mar-a-Lago raid. Oh, jeepers. Who could have guessed um, that he was obsessed with that? And he, um, yeah, yeah, he. Uh, it probably really upset him. I tell you what, if you're a if you're a conservative commentator, this is this is the gift that keeps on giving this Mar-a-Lago raid. They're all they've just gotten so much material so, out of this thing. So funny because like they think that that could be them. Like they relate to because he also has like a shitty, ugly house that he spent too much money for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the all look. This is the whole culture of that crap where they all su- everybody supports the. Everybody's worried that they're going to somehow become a billionaire and get treated poorly as a billionaire where they're just yes. like, I need to do, well, look, when, if, if and when I get my hands, well, when, not if I get my hands on like $10 million and yeah. I don't want to just be paying it all out in taxes. And then they're just like, well, I don't want my house raided next. It's like, these are never going to happen to you. Right. Stop defending the rights of the, of, of right. these people who you are not one of them. So the FBI uh, raided. Okay, well, I'm sorry. I guess you uh, guys, I'll get off Brett, my soapbox Brett there for a second. Brett doesn't agree. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we were tag teaming. Oh, no, 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 no. Brett Brett's, do, no. Brett's moving it along. He's moving along. He's like enough of the political talk. I know. Oh, no, I love it. I love it. I was just picking up on where you're leaving off. I'm, pick, I'm pick, you, you, picking up what you're putting down. You know what Brett said to me, Julie? I, I didn't mm. say this. Whatever what? it is, I didn't say it. What? Republicans listen to podcasts, too. I did say that. I did say that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that, that what that's a reference to is Michael Jordan got flagged uh, allegedly. I don't know. Pe- people deny that he said it, but I, it sounds like something he would say. Honestly. He said what? It's like, well, Republicans buy sneakers, too, which is why he wouldn't um, 
like take right. a political stand back as a player. Why he wouldn't shave his Hitler mustache? Yes. Also, yeah. it looked really good. Yeah. Wow, who would have guessed that guy would be a, a bad uh, gambler? He was so good at betting on mustache styles. Yeah. <laughs> so the FBI raided Mar-a-Lago this week because Trump just took 15, 16 boxes of confidential uh, documents with him down there. And uh, By the way, sorry you can't do that, so they have to sorry, go get him I'm back. Sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt, Brett, but the funniest thing in that press release that Trump wrote about it was they they even took my safe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they even took my safe. And it was a beautiful safe. It's a safe. That's why they took it. Because there's Just, probably stuff in it that you're not supposed yeah. to have. Yeah. Of course they took your safe, of you idiot. Of course they took your safe, you idiot. Oh, they only took your they only took your tubs of documents, like your 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 container store tubs. The septic tank. They need to get a real scat. They, this is what America needs is like a real scat freak who's mm -hmm. gonna be fine with rooting through all this septic tank stuff that he flushed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then so all probably, these. You know what? Sorry, sorry again, Brett. He probably flushed the Constitution. Probably. He probably did flush the Constitution. If, uh, if if only a political cartoonist would draw that for us, would be a Trump in a bathroom and then a piece of paper that just says on it, Constitution. Yes, Brett, go ahead. Uh, well, I, actually, you know, I was thinking they've been trying to do a National Treasure 3 for a while now. Maybe that could be the plot of National Treasure uh, 3. Yes. I'm going to flush the Declaration of Independence. I gotta get in the bowels of this toilet. I Someone flushed the Constitution. <laughs> I hate that I have to picture what the flushing in the White House is because I have mm -hmm. pictured it, and it's not like the public bathrooms where you just like step on that like plunger thing and it's like whoosh. I feel like yeah. it is like a glug 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 glug. Yeah, glug. he's got like that old, like that old apartment yeah. water pressure. Yeah, and that's why I think about all those poor documents and him just being like, get down, get down, flush faster. Yeah, he I guarantee he also doesn't uh, doesn't have one of those water saver toilets either. Oh, no, please. Him and his like because the, the showers were another thing mm -hmm. that he was obsessed with. Yeah. So uh, the FBI raided Mar-a-Lago, and then all these conservative commentators are coming out and saying, "This is it. We're going to we're going to war," and saying all these ominous things. To war. So Scott Adams had to get in on it's the like, fun here. Mm -hmm. War. And this is what Scott Adams tweeted. Uh, when is this? Is this? Uh, this is today. This is this morning at five forty-four wow. a.m. Hot, 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 hot off the presses. <laughs> Scott Adams said. Uh, I waited two days for my government to justify an FBA raid, a FBI raid on a former president's home. I think that was fair-minded of me. No justification has been offered. The presumption of innocence of the government and FBI can now be removed from the option set. Phase two begins. Has there ever been a worse writer, Tom? The option set? 
Is he an alien or just a bad yeah. writer? No, he's he's the, that's him desperately trying to seem smart. The presumption of innocence (parentheses) of the government and FBI can now be removed from the option set. What a dunce! We should draw up a. Uh, <clears throat> are there any? There were supposedly photos of the of the turlet with documents in it. Right? Is that is that out oh, or is that I just? I do not oh, want to look at those. Man, I'm fine. sure there are. But... Mag- What's her face? Maggie uh, Halbers. Okay. What's her name? Halber Harfer. Yeah. Maggie Harfer Doctor Up. Yeah. Here we go. Let's see. We should we should doctor one of those photos to make it look like Trump was flushing Dilbert cartoons down the toilet. Whatever you do, get these Dilbert cartoons. Get these. They're not Dilbert funny. strips. These are not funny. They belong in a toilet. <laughs> Trump just Trump shredding up Dilberts and putting them inside my pillows, jamming them in toilets. Who brought all these? Eric, did you bring all these Dilbert comics into the White House? <laughs> right, apparently, this is real. Here's a photo. Oh, I knew it was this kind of toilet. <laughs> yeah, that gonna, is exactly. I am going Rogers. To throw up yeah so Rose. this is a uh, from a, a forthcoming Ma- uh, maggie haberman oh. book this has been a uh haberman book this had been a uh a rumor but apparently they found photos somewhere like some staffer took photos because apparently staffers would go into the toilet after trump had used it and it would be clogged and they would find like sh- little mm. pieces of paper in the- no paycheck big enough yeah i said trump's that, relationship yes i says all i was gonna say is if if one of our fine listeners can make it look like there's some Dilbert comic strips in it in the in the, one of those toilet photos. Well, this one is easy. You could do year. this. You could Photoshop the Dilbert. What does that word say? I, I can't read it. Say like arson. It says Rogers and then like Stephanie or Steph Stefanik. Wasn't that somebody who was? Yeah, I don't know. It's just names. Names on a mm-hmm. piece of paper. I can't tell what this <laughs> other one says. Flush the nope. Dilbert strips. <laughs> I don't enjoy no. Dilbert. I do like Dogbert. Do, do not flush any Dogbert-based uh, strips. <laughs> no one can know that I know Stephanie Rogers. That's one of those toilets that if you're checking out a an apartment or something, and they just go like, yep. and we'll replace this toilet, of course. Like we'll, like they're just like we're renovating the place. We didn't we didn't change the toilet yet. We will, of course. We're gonna do the we're gonna do the bathroom again. We'll do the shower. Of course, this toilet's going to get... He's just like, no, keep that toilet. That's also a toilet where if I were to... If I were, like, at someone's house or something, like, I would scope that one out. I'd be like, mm, <laughs> I don't think I'm... <laughs> I think this is going to be a bathroom-free visit. <laughs> I don't want to interact with this person's plumbing in a way that will make me memorable and i'm just um i'll just pee in the shower <laughs> you got any cheerios look at that it's a callback i guess you're like excuse me do you have any cheerios that i can um piss on yeah any baby cheerios 
So before we move on to some other old friends, any guess on what phase two is going to be? What is Scott Adams getting up to here? He said phase two begins. I would be very worried if I was uh, uh, the opposition right now, because look at that front line uh, coming at you. Scott Crowder, Stephen Crowder, uh, Michael Savage, uh, all of the it's really just the best and the brightest are coming for you. And you really you better watch out. See that uh, that group of mutants coming down the street, heading your way. I mean, yeah, but this is war. So phase two, what's phase two? Oh, he does elaborate here. He did a follow up tweet because everybody's asking, what's phase? What's phase two? two? So he says, uh, what is phase two? That's the part where things get fixed. One way or another, all options are on the table. Well, at least he wasn't vague in any in any way he with phase also two. Is very into the word. Didn't he just talk about his option set? Option set, which does not include presumption of in- innocence anymore. So now uh, he has declared the government and FBI guilty, and phase two means all options are on the table. But he's already removed that one option, so that option is <laughs> so not, not the on the presumption table. Presumption of innocence. Fine, yeah. then we're on to phase three. We put that option. Yeah. We remove it again because it snuck in. We should we should tweet at him. <laughs> What's an account we can tweet at him and say we're already on phase three? Well, bro. I created an a I very briefly uh, created an account way back when called Dead Dilbert, where I was just mm-hmm. tweeting at uh, Scott Adams <laughs> as Dilbert from Beyond well, the Grave. Well, first so. of all, Brett, I appreciate your uh, <laughs> you revealing that to us now. <laughs> Is this um, before or after you started your own Twitter? This was after. I I, I briefly oh, was experimenting. Oh, you were addicted. You had to get yeah. a thrill. <laughs> this is what I would like you to do. Um, from your dead Dilbert account, yep, please I'm tweet at him right and go, we're already on phase two. We're already on phase three, bro. Mm-hmm. All right. Scott Adams. All right. And I am commenting on Scott Adams. Phase two. We're already on phase three, bro. We're already Catch on up. phase three, bro. Yeah. We're gonna need. We're gonna need. Uh, say, uh, we're already on phase three, bro. Uh huh. You in touch with that guy who put the gun to your head? <laughs> <laughs> or are we, who are those five guys? That yeah. Put, you in touch with the? Fi- are you in touch with any of the five wait, guys? Are, who, are, they, the, the, the are they the? Are they the burger guys? <laughs> There's the burger guys. <laughs> That's perfect. And oh yeah, and BTW, the five guys put you like put a gun to your head. All right, I got phase two. We're already on phase three, bro. Uh, you in touch with the five guys who put a gun to your head? Yeah, send that, and then we'll we'll write back to that tweet. But that one's elegant. There we go. Are you in touch with the five guys who put a gun? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Dead Dilbert is back. Did you want to ask them a question about the five guys? Were they five guys? Did they put down their burgers and fries? (laughs) There we go. All right. Yeah. Let me find. (laughs) Nah, don't worry about it. Oh, yeah. For the original tweet? Sure. Yes. Yes. Yeah. There is something like wretched and irritating about him. More so than other nerds. Why is he not like, because it's so weird. He's choose. It's like he's choosing this path of just 
of just petty partisan frustration when he he won at life. Yeah, no, you're right. Angry rich guy is a very unique kind of look. Yeah, it's just like be a little appreciative of what life threw your way. Or acknowledge that it's luck because that's the other yeah. thing about that bizarre thread is he refuses to acknowledge that any of it has to do with opportunity or privilege or you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, he completely feels like because he's never taken a vacation day in his life. Yeah. He's not a whiny poor yeah, person. No, that's exactly it. He thinks he's a hardworking guy who I put my money where my mouth is time. First of all, when you do work, it's to draw one of the worst comic strips in history. He doesn't even do it anymore, right? I don't think he draws that. It must be a, like a vector, a yeah, vector that's a, program, like, I say. Oh, my. He sucks. Launch him at the sun. What else you got for us, Brett? One more clip, Brett. One more clip. Oh, yeah. I got uh, a short thing and then one more clip. That sounds um, amazing. And uh, speaking, uh, speaking of old friends, uh, we've made a new friend today that I hope will become an old friend because he just replied on the chat. Travis? Uh, I'm talking about Travis Pickles. Yeah. And... Uh, I'll tell you what, Travis doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't mince words. He keeps it short and sweet. So I got a, uh, can we guess the word? Is it one word? It is one word. I'm going to say yes with a question mark. (laughs) My, my bet is hello. Uh, ding, ding, ding. Julia's our winner because Travis said hello. Oh, I like where this is going. All right. Now we're, now we're cooking with gas. Say, what do you want him to say? Since you guessed it, you, you a free run of this one. Trying to establish a business relationship here. Like right, real, exactly. Like, you know, are we asking? Because remember, I was really confused about this. Like, in terms of what we were asking them and how. Yeah. So, if we're trying to get them to throw us, I mean, we, we want to yes, say, who, you've got, you've got guests. We've got a show. You be, you've got how, guests. Who, who will you be booking on our show? We've got a show. You've got guests. Who? Who's available? How much? No, don't say how much yet. Let him write okay. right back again. Right, 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 right. I think. Because yeah. now Travis right, you're right. is pretty chatty as long as we keep it short and fatty. Should we say that our show's huge? We've got a huge show. You've got huge guests. You know, really, well, let's like, not lie to Travis of, Pickles here. I know. I just want him to feel. You know, these guys. You, you want to. You want to yeah, feed yeah. their ego a little bit. You know. Yeah. So we've got a huge ego, show. Ego, Which one of your guests ego. will you be booking on it? All right. Great. 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 Yeah. Cut to the chase. Assume it's happening. Yeah. We've got a huge show. Which one of your guests will you be booking on it? There it is. You got any other clips on this old friends? I think oh, this is where yes. the old friends episode is. I'm so irritated. Okay, that song is making me want to take a 
take a couple more vigilance. No warm back. A newspaper blown through the grass. Oh, nice fade there. Oh, nice. thank Very you. Classy. Well, speaking of old friends, we got one last old friend to check in with here. And I'm, of course, talking about uh, former host of The Tonight Show, Jay Leno. Um, and we're always you're always asking the question, you know, when's Jay going to touch his Tonight Show money? What's going on mm-hmm. with that Tonight Show money? Well, we might have a clue as to where some of that Tonight Show money went uh, in this next clip. Uh, because Jay Leno was on uh, Antiques Roadshow a while, mm-hmm. a while back. Antiques Roadshow. Uh, and he wanted some help. Uh, is this with this painting, this like impressionist paining? That's right. Yeah, he wanted some I've seen, help. Uh, I, I will happily watch this again, but I will tell you that I've seen this clip. Like, I love this clip. So you could say I this clip is, a, is an old friend of yours. I love it. The, it. This clip is an old friend. I also want to say I know one of the places that the Tonight Show money isn't going. Comedy lessons. Oh, he's not funny. I'm Team J. Yeah, until you uh, go go watch a half hour of him doing stand up. No, <laughs> but so, that stuff that he said recently about like, I didn't take that job from Coleman. Yeah, who was he talking to when he gave that interview? Was it a was it a wooden chair? He was he was talking to the chair that Clint Eastwood talked to at the. Uh, that chair. RNC. Oh, God. That's like one of the craziest have moments. We come to a place where we could talk about that yet. Yeah. I've got the president we're, here. We're Clint Eastwood, who didn't tell anyone until right before, yeah. right? Well, Mr. President. No one knew he was going to do this like your, bit with the yeah. chair, the empty yeah. chair. What's your policy, man? Can we actually, Brett? Can we watch? Oh yeah, let's get another old friend. Another old friend. We have to watch old Clint Eastwood. Do it, and it. And I am correct in thinking he did not tell anybody about it. I, I'm pretty sure you're right. I think you're absolutely right about that. Something he was like. He improvised it. He's like, I want a chair. Like what to sit down on? He's like, No, I'm going to say the president's in it, but he's not. And they're like, So not to sit down on. You see, really, <laughs> you don't want the chair to sit on on stage? No, there needs to be a to full it. documentary about this. Yeah. I want to know, I want like a oral yeah. history. I want clips. I want interviews with people mm-hmm. who were like. Yeah, I want all of it for this. You're 100% right. Just what exactly happened? He's. How has he been able to recover from that? Like that people kept hiring him as a director. Yeah. That they weren't concerned that. And when this was the. This was. Uh, yeah. The. Yeah. 2012 uh, Republican National Convention. And here we go. Doing so a spaghetti weird. western kind of score. They got a of picture of him from his old movies. Ah, oh, there's my guy. Oh, Paul Ryan. He already looks a Oh, there's the chair. There it Sorry, it's exciting to see. Right. You were starstruck. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> 
That sounds like Robert Loggia. Save a little for Mitt. That's good. That's yeah, pretty good. I know one. what you're thinking. You're thinking, what's a movie tradesman doing uh, out here? You know, they're all left wingers out there, left of Lenin. <laughs> At least that's what people think, but that's not really the case. There's a lot of conservative people, a lot of moderate people, Republicans, Democrats in, in uh, Hollywood. It's just that conservative people, by the nature of the word itself, are play it a little more close to the vest. And they don't go around a hot dog in it. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> what, is, what are we watching? A hot dog in it. <laughs> what is he talking about? Speaking He's not which, making any sense. I sure would like a hot dog. <laughs> so, can I get a hot dog with relish and mustard? He was making sense until he wasn't. Sauerkraut. <laughs> a lot of people say people, tradesmen in Hollywood, don't eat hot dogs. But trust me, we got pinks. And then the audience got, explodes like with laughter. Yeah. Hot dogs are everywhere in Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> we got 7-Elevens. They got hot dogs at 7-Elevens. They also got Pizza now. Now they got pizza and wings at Seven Elevens too, and everybody can order. Democrats, Republicans, uh, conservatives they can order hot dogs and wings and pizzas at uh, Seven <laughs> Right, Jerry. Wait, let's go to the chair. Yeah, let's go to the chair. Right, the the chair. chair. Is, it, is he going to introduce the I chair I think the soon? chair comes in pretty early, if I remember. Let's the see. great thing is everybody's eating out of the palm of his hand. In a matter of moments, they don't realize <laughs> they're going to watch Mitt Romney lose the election in front of them. Right now, they're like, we got Clint effing Eastwood. He represents masculinity to this country, mm-hmm. all this. And then. Oh, uh, wait, I, I heard Travis a little bit. Right Travis, <laughs> right? like Travis is back. What does Travis say? <laughs> All right, sorry, let me. All right, old friend. Old new friends becoming old friends. Uh, Travis says, ah, uh, oh, Travis, do you have an account set up in our marketplace yet? Mm, set one up, Brett. <sighs> what if I say I don't, I don't want to? Say, 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 yeah. I don't want to. Yeah. I can't think what the Simon and Garfunkel playing. Oh, sorry. Let me fade that out. Okay. Sorry, I got eight things going on here. All right, all right, all right. Dude. All right. Old Friends. There we go. That's good timing. All right. Yeah, it's like yeah, music they play when your pet crosses the rainbow bridge or something. I went to a Simon and Garfunkel concert back in 1968. <laughs> so... They did Mrs. Robinson in Sounds of Silence and others. Yeah. Hey, uh, me, and, me and Cherry went to the Simon and Garfunkel show. We also saw Candy Eat. Tom, Brett is writing to this guy on his own mm-hmm. volition, and I don't know what he's saying. And it's hey, Brett's, me. Brett's gone rogue. I don't I like don't it. Like that. What is he saying? I just I, I know how these guys think. I'm gonna I'm I gonna start speaking Travis's Tell language. Tell me what he said. What did he say? I said I, no, this, I, I don't approve this message. Oh, sorry, what did he say? 
Uh, Brett said, I don't want to. Can we keep this off the books? No, that's not a good message. The message should be, okay, let's cut to the chase. What's your credit card number? <laughs> <laughs> Tom, you have to stop asking people their credit card number. <laughs> it's going to backfire. I don't know, baby. Yeah, the one time it works, though. The one time it only got to work once, Julie. <laughs> I need just one. <laughs> At the very least, we're going to reverse the power dynamic here. Now I yeah. got it. Now I got him on his toes. You know, he's back yeah. backpedaling. He doesn't know what's going on. No, let's go back to to Clint Eastwood, yeah, please. Right. Like all of us. Uh, so I've got um, I've got Mr. Obama sitting here. And he's, I, I just was going to ask him a couple questions. Some but, confused uh, murmurs. You know, about, uh, I, I, I remember three and a half years ago when Mr. Obama won Can you the pause for one second? Before and, uh, he starts no, with I these questions, big... before he starts with these questions, let's all picture what you would ask the previous president if he was sitting in a chair next to you and let's see where the level of severity lands mm -hmm. that's all i wanted to say mm -hmm. porter i was watching that night when he was you do uh, agree that, that the audience was really confused right yeah they were talking about yes we can and and it was dark and it was outdoors and it was nice and people were lighting candles and they were saying uh, uh you, you know and and i just uh thought this is great i mean everybody's crying oprah was crying and uh <laughs> I was even crying. And then finally, I haven't cried that hard since I found out that uh, there's 23 million unemployed people in this country. Oh, I was hoping that would be a joke. And, and now that, that is something uh, to cry for because uh, that is cry, a disgrace. Macho. Yeah, it's something to cry enough, macho. Obviously, uh, this administration hasn't done enough to cure that. And uh, whatever whatever uh, interest they have is, is not strong enough. And I think possibly now it may be time for somebody else to come along and solve the problem. Is this all part of the question to the chair? No, this is him setting the table with. Uh, they should have cut. The, have they? Did they cut to the chair in a single yet? Because they should. Uh, I, 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 I so, Mr. President, how do you uh, how do you handle uh, how do you handle promises that you made when you were running for election, and how do you handle uh, how do you handle it? I mean, what do you say to people? Do you uh, do you just uh, you know? I know people. Uh, People were wondering, you don't, you don't have it. Okay. Well, I know even some of the people in your own party were very disappointed when you didn't close Gitmo. And I thought, uh, well, I think get, closing Gitmo, why close that? We've spent so much money on it. Uh, but uh, I thought maybe it's an excuse. Uh, uh, oh, what do you mean, shut up? Okay. It just, I thought it was just because somebody had a stupid idea of trying uh, terrorists in downtown New York City. Maybe that would be. This is like another country that he's talking about. He's talking about like literally a different country. This is like if your grandpa insisted on doing his ventriloquist act, but yeah. he forgot his dummy. 
We should add in. We should get somebody to do some Jeff Dunham, uh, some Terry Fader voices. <laughs> shut up! Hey, hey, hey you, you told me to sh- shut up. I, uh, I wanna, Mister Mister President. I just wanna ask, uh, what about uh, Gitmo with uh, that? Uh, so <laughs> and. This is this is backstage. Everyone, I love everybody. Always says like, <laughs> as people do when famous people do anything, they laugh and they laugh so hard when a famous a famous person can do anything. It's like that's the funniest thing I ever saw. If I went up there and did it, I'd I'd bomb like nobody's business, and I rightfully think, so. I think he is bombing, but I think people are just like kind of so shocked at it that they're laughing, but like. I think that mostly people are confused. But I think backstage, the are freaking they're out. freaking out backstage. They're just like, what is this? Uh-huh. I mean, if CNN wanted to be fun, they would cut to the chair in a single mm-hmm. and write Obama underneath it. Yeah. Well, can we watch a little bit more of the chair? Oh, sure. Was was uh, okay. You know, I mean, you thought that was something that was worth. He sounds like Bob Newhart a little bit. The Russians to see how they did mm-hmm. there for the ten years, <laughs> but but it uh, we we did it, and uh, they all are it, good it looking. Was, That's um, the one thing they do have. It, it, you know, it, it's uh, over us. It's something to uh, to be thought about, and I think that uh, that when we get to uh, uh, maybe. Uh, he literally sounds like Bob Newhart about having a target date for bringing everybody home. I just feel like this is like um, you're watching your dad and you're like, please don't embarrass yourself. Please yeah. don't embarrass yourself. Just yeah. stop. Just please get to the point. Yeah. I, I can't believe this guy like has been around making movies since he did. Yeah, this. And, the, and they're all terrible. This guy's, this guy's made six. Yeah. His last 60 movies have been terrible. Please. But it's like, oh, he, they come in under budget, and oh, if you right. wor- if you work on the movie, he just shoots so quickly, and then uh, sure, and you're home, you're in the car at four p.m. It's like, okay, doesn't matter to me. Okay. I'm a, I'm buying a ticket to the movie. I don't work on the movie. Yeah, you're not passing the savings down to me. Yeah. My ticket costs the same either way. All right, fuck, we got fuck that guy. We got one last uh, old friend to check in with here. Uh, as promised, we're gonna uh, see what Jay Leno got up to on Antiques yes, Roadshow. Let's check it out. Evaluating his collection of art and how valuable it is. The paintings here. I mean, it's a giant painting as you walk in. I love it. I don't know, fifteen feet long. It's a, I, I don't a know stain how, it's, it's on his shirt. So I'm curious Look to see those are sweat stains. On that where? At what part All of the shirt am I looking at? Go oh, back. Okay. Go back. Well, where You're are saying that's like a gray. It's a gray shirt, but it looks black because he sweats so much. I mean, the painting. Look Gotta at say this about Jay Leno. He's got a quite a head of hair. Amazing head of hair. Look, <laughs> Julie. <laughs> look at that. Where? <laughs> yeah. Here, follow the arrow. Zoom in, Brett. Okay. Please. <laughs> please, for the love of Christ, zoom in. Where? <laughs> now do you see? <laughs> Julia, gotta, a leopard doesn't have as many wear, spots. I, hold on, I gotta wear my glasses. A leopard doesn't have as many spots no, as Jay Leno it, has I now. Yeah, I'm kind of a leopard. Hold on. I should be in cats. 
I'm a jellical kitty. Meow. Did anybody hear about uh, the, what happened to the litter box the other day? Wait, what are you talking about? Oh, because he's a leopard? Because <laughs> he's in cats now. I'm a jellical kitty. <laughs> I'm jellical. <laughs> not a jellical cat. I would know, believe me. I'd be the first to know if Jay Leno. <laughs> I can't believe I just said that sentence. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I got to hear that sentence again. What was it? I was being argumentative, which is not what improv is usually about, but on this show, anything goes. And I said to you the following thing. Mm -hmm. Jay Leno is not a jellical cat. If he were, I'd be the first to know. <laughs> you'd be the, well, you get a little, a little, a little push notification on your phone. <laughs> a little Apple no, news. No, not a little. I, no. Jay Leno is a now a jellical push kitty. Notification. The fire department would push down my door. <laughs> what if you did, tell me. If you did get a notification, what would it say? Jay Leno is now a jellical kitty cat? It would say call when you can, and it would be from a loved one because they'd have to. T it's like when sure. the cops come over to tell you that someone's dead. Sure, yeah. Oh, dear, the cats are coming to get you. Know, 15 feet long. And so, I, I know how, it's, it's enormous. So I'm curious to see what the history is on that and what that's worth. Appraiser Michael Grogan has the answers to all of Jay Leno's questions. Jay, this is one of my favorite paintings in your house. I mean, it's absolutely spectacular. And not just because of the size, which is immense. Do you know this artist? I do. Her name oh. is Blanche Camus. Okay. She was born in France, 1884. Oh, died, wow. died in 1968. Had a pretty prolific life. Wow. It was called a neo-impressionist wow. style, kind of like a revival of the impressionist style. The colors are remarkable. The colors are remarkable. That right? it really does pop when you walk in. It totally. Yeah. Here they are. They're harvesting grapes. They're dressed. Also, neo-impressionist uh, is not what anyone wants in the to hear. They want to say. Right? They yeah. want to hear. This is an impressionist about painting. About yeah. 1940 or so. Oh. Just think of the cost of the frame alone. Right. Right. I mean. Oh God! He started talking about the frame. frame That's bad. Like Her auction record just two years ago, was $80,000. This is probably worth more. I think it's worth about $100,000 to $150,000 oh, okay. at auction today. Okay. If Jay Leno wants to sell this painting and it came to an auction gallery and we could put the provenance from the Jay Leno collection. Yeah, the Jay Leno collection of fine art, yes. yes. <laughs> it could be double. That's, it really that's could. very that's funny. Be I got to give, give Jay you a ton of credit to on Jay. that one. I have the, Jay, the Jay Leno collection of fine art. Funny. He's all right. Look, he's all right. Is he's he corny? All right. He's he, all right. He's as corny as it gets, but yeah, I but want him on the show. Uh, corny ain't bad. There's worse things to be than corny. Yeah. There's there's people that try to be edgy. That's way more of a bummer. Mm -hmm. Who think that yeah. they're cool. That's true. Jay, we're in the garden, and there's even antiques out here. Right, right. Uh, tell, me, tell me about the weather vane. Well, I was hoping you could tell me something about the weather vane. What happened to the I, guy? I've been up on the roof, but never examined it up close. I don't know if it's a one-off, if somebody made it specifically for that this house, or tacky. I don't know anything about it. I don't believe yeah. that it's a, a 19th century weather vanes, which right. is w most of the ones that we see in America, the antique ones. I think this is a custom-made piece from the probably 2000 to not very long yeah, ago. Right. It's you can get some weather vanes done in the $15,000 range, and then they start going up. I don't touch my weather vane form, Right. And she's got a why, shell. Why aren't we making weather holding, vanes? Is that true? Uh, which is a, a rarer 
uh, form for uh, the 19th century. We see them much more in the 20th and 21st. Right. It just seems to be one of those symbols that, that people love. Yeah. This one is particularly beautifully made. If you look at the directionals, I mean, that's always um, a nice sign for the quality of a weather vane. But I would say probably in the 15 to $25,000 range to buy it new right. if you had to, to have it fabricated. Did you notice the peacock out on the... I saw that. In 1947, the lady bought this house and redid it after being devastated in 38. And she had that in the garden, basically right out here. Oh, she devastated. Did she not get the then Tonight Show? It was a show? huge hurricane. Yeah, she swept it out to sea. That was the end of that. Then 10 years later, she sold the house. Then 20 years later, she comes to visit the new owners sometime in the 90s, and she sees the peacock out on the lawn again. And she says to them, and it's hers. It's a bit battered and beat up. And yeah, yeah, she yeah. says, where did that come from? They said, oh, we had a huge storm one day, and the peacock just showed up on the lawn the next day. So apparently got swept out to sea, stayed out there for a couple of decades, and then was swept back in again. Oh, my gosh. At least it came back, yeah, so yeah. That's, that's good. So maybe it's, maybe it's a homing uh, peacock. So yeah. the peacock is a symbol of many, many things. And one of the symbols NBC. is resurrection. Because they lose these tail feathers. And speaking of resurrection, so there's biblical references. Look at you, Tom. I completely, that was right in front of me and I didn't even see it. Good. A peacock showing up in the 90s for Jay Leno. Yeah. After it was washed up. Yeah. Yeah. I think we are heading into Jay Leno conspiracy theory territory right now. And I'm scared. I mean, look at everything in front of us. I'm scared that it makes perfect sense, and then somebody else will be like, uh, yeah, that's, you're like, you two are talking weird now. Like, if we don't even realize we're talking weird. <laughs> like, the way Clint Eastwood is just like, how the, how the chair. Not dogging it. They, you know, some of us conservatives, like, they, are, they aren't there to us, and then they are us, and we're just out there hot dogging it. Imagine him coming off that stage and going back and, like, seeing all, like, the, the, rnc officials and he's just like oh, that went really good and then they're just like we lost the election tonight we just literally lost the election thanks you idiot i went up and you think that's what we sound like when we're talking about jay leno not dogging it and do you think it's weird that they just traded off in the middle like that the, the- there was a guy and now the guy's gone and then there's the lady or no? Oh, no, I think that guy's like, I can't work with him anymore. <laughs> I can't do this. It was like Ed Hall. He was replaced with Brandon. He seems so mad. He seems so mad that that painting uh, wasn't worth millions of dollars. I, I mean, I it's a really big paint. That's the thing about rich people. It's all about big. Julie. Big art. Well, talk to thank any you. Artist. I mean, I really wanted to talk to you about the gilded chair. And oh, the yeah, we'll oh, talk about that next oh, time. Oh, they're there. It's just fantastic. Yeah, thanks, thank guys. Appreciate thank it. Thank you so, so much. much. Thank you. I'm glad you dressed up for this, Jack. God, those people are nosy. Jeez. Look at those baggy-ass jeans. Wait, I don't, I don't know why they had to shoot that part. Julie, what if you and I wrote a movie for Jay Leno? I'm not kidding. Mm-hmm. What if we wrote I'm a ready. movie like that would get him nominated for an Oscar? Absolutely. I love that idea. Like The Wrestler? Yeah. What if we wrote a thing that he could act in and he would, be, mm-hmm. and he would read it and be like, no, I could do this. I see what you're doing here. I see what you're doing. It would be like me showing a different idea. side of myself. I love this idea. Yeah. 
talk about the people who just be blown out of the water by Jay Leno. And the Oscar goes to mm-hmm. Jay Leno. How about that? And then, mm-hmm. right? And then he just goes up and does his act. So what else is no, in he'll the have news? A joke. He'll it's your Oscar acceptance speech. So what else is in the news? Anybody see what's going on with this? Uh... What's in the news? What's in the news? Yeah. You tell me, newsman. Yeah. Brett, any chance of getting Jay Leno on the show? All, 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 no jokes. No jokes on this. This one. one's real. This one's real. Uh, let's make it a let's make it a priority. Let's make it a top priority. Let's see if he would do it. Yeah. What do you mean? Let's. What is? What do we have to do? I just need you to keep your ears open. You know, if anybody in your circles uh, has any Jay Leno connections, uh, if anybody mentions, oh, like I was talking to Jay last week, uh, anything like that comes your way. Sure. Then just, uh, you know, we're going to jump on it. Okay. J- Jay's a priority. Jay's target number one right I mean, now. I can go, I'm close enough to Newport, Rhode Island. I could just drive mm-hmm. up and down. I mean, you could dress as you and Tom could dress as these two and say that you need to take a, you know, we need to yeah. take a second look, second yeah. look at some but of those. I'm going to be the one wearing the. I want to dress like, what's his name, the Rogan guy, the one with the little pink hat. Yeah, you want to wear the pink ball cap and the That's bow tie, fine. and I'll dress like this Anna Wintour. Uh, yeah, knockoff. All right. Well, that concludes our visit this week with some old friends. Jackie Hoffman, Scott Adams, Jay Leno, and our newest old friend, Travis Pickles from Guestio. I also want to thank another old friend, listener Steve, who sent in that Jay Leno clip. Thanks, Steve. Yes, and thank you to everybody who sends clips our way that can be uh, watched on the show, whether to make us laugh or make us sad or cry or whatever or mad. We appreciate all of them. And you send those to doublethreatpod at gmail.com, doublethreatpod at gmail.com. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok at doublethreatpod. And send us fan art, send us merch designs, whatever you want. We love it all. And we and got- we will be back. And thanks to our um, impromptu guest, Jackie Hoffman. Absolutely. What a highlight. And thank you so much for listening. So we'll be back next week. Bye. Forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.